Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Hi guys, welcome in to Chalk Talk, what will be now session five. Uh, we will be looking today at close coverages. We did last week an examination of, um, sorry, we did close coverages last week for session four. If you have not seen session four, please go check that one out when you get some free time. I'm going to welcome in John Stephenson as we are going to get ready to talk about open coverages now, the cover two, cover four concepts, which are some of the more commonly used Schemes throughout levels of, of various high school, I mean, even middle schools are doing a lot of this stuff, middle, high, and uh, college and into the NFL. So, John, how are you, man? Doing great, Jake. Thanks for having me again. Of course, man, of course. So we are going to try to fit as best we can this, I don't know, this thing's kind of formatting strange on the right side here. We'll see if I can get this to, to come across cleanly. We might need to do it... Um, that's okay. That's perfectly. We're struggling technology on the show. It is. We should be better. I should be better, but here we are. We'll try our best to put it on the right side screen and make it work. Nah, we'll muddle through. See if we can. All right. So we're going to start with cover two, cover four. I've done my best to find some quick draw ups just to, to go over the basics of it. Uh, talk to folks about the premise of cover two, cover four, open coverage. Like, if you're running this scheme, you know, you're you're coaching at the high school level, John, or you're wherever, you're implementing your scheme down the line, what are the advantages to running open coverage stuff, deep safety stuff, uh, and, and, and why do you think a lot of teams choose to do so? So... Um... You know, going back to last week, we talked about uh, middle of the field close coverages. So we're going to flip it this week. We're going to MoFo, my favorite. So middle of field open. So these are your uh, your two high coverages with cover four, um, Tampa two, and two man being your most common. So the the big advantage behind these is you've got these these two or these four deep defenders. So this is really more of a a pass coverage coverage, if that makes sense. Um, just with the way the math works, um, you're going to be short in the box versus, um, you know, many, most formations. Um, this is more of, um, these, are, these are more pass plays, pardon me, um, coverages that are used, um, you know, throwing downs, third and long and so on. Although, uh, you know, as we've seen, uh, the Rams, Brandon Staley, um, they, they lived in four high last year, which is interesting because most NFL teams won't do that. Um, as you said, um, you're particularly your cover four base. Um, that's more of a more of a high school and more of a college thing. Um, it just a lot of NFL teams really don't, um, you know, don't run it that often. Although there's been a huge resurgence over the last, I'd say maybe three, four seasons, particularly as um, you know, as the Browns used it as a um, a pass coverage that you want to use on your passing downs. So, um, but your big advantage is you've got these two deep safeties. So theoretically, you're you're protected from your posts, your fades, uh, you know, two man concepts, and so on. Yeah, simplistic stuff when you think cover two, who's covering the deep portions of the field. Your safeties are going to cover deep halves, which, you know, leaves you a little bit susceptible to things pushing down the field vertically. You're calling cover two because you want to try to take away some easier short throws the offense is trying to take advantage of. You want to put a corner down in the flat. You want to you want to force teams to throw into holes with accuracy. 
that's the kind of stuff you're trying to do. Um, you know, maybe trap a team. Cover four is one of your first taught coverages as a younger kid because you want to, you know, as a coach, especially when you're coaching varying skill sets, you want to be able to just make sure the deepest portions of the field are covered. And cover four allows everybody to, instead of being forcing your two safeties to cover halves of the field, they cover less territory, they cover quarter of the field. I'm oversimplifying everything here, but this is just the general crux of it. Your, your corners are going to run down the field vertically with, with outside carriers, things like that. They're going to be responsible for the deep portions of the field instead of sitting, squatting in the flat. Um, they're, they're, we're going to get into a ton of this stuff, but that's the general purpose of two and four. Deeper coverage taken care of. You feel a little bit better about covering every inch of the field laterally. That kind of stuff is 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 what makes... I would say what makes open middle of the field open coverages uh, some of the stuff that coaches at the younger levels try to try to take advantage of. A little easier to teach, a little easier on your athletes too. Especially, you know, if you're putting a single high safety at the younger levels, he's got to be able to range and do a ton of different things. Hard, it can be challenging. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's why they try to do it. Uh, we're looking to, and the last one we're going to talk about too, because I want to introduce it to you real quick, is what's called cover six. I mean, the general reason it's called cover six is because you have a quarter, quarter and a half, which if you add that up, you're going to get six, right? You know, so it's yeah. it's pretty simple in nature that you're going to get a name like cover six for that because you're covering certain portions of the field. So you you, you want to try to keep it as simple for the back half. It's cover two on one side and cover four on the other. You add two plus four. It equals six. That's why the name is caught on. So if you have a situation, I'm just talking, John, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, where maybe you think a team likes to throw into the boundary quick, or they're a team that likes to do. You have a tendency thing here. You want to put a you want to yeah. put a corner down in the flat, play half field coverage over the top, but to the field, allow your team to to sit in quarters, have the principle for quarters. It allows some variation there. Yeah, and it's also when you have a stud X, when the, when the uh, offense wants to isolate that stud uh, X receiver backside, you can create essentially a, a high-low, a two-on-one with your flat corner, with your deep half safety. Um, it's also good, uh, very good versus weak side run game because you've got your corner down there playing uh, force or contain uh, from the outside so you can pick up an extra gap there. Yeah, so I'm going to draw this up essentially. So the beautiful part here is if, say, this is these are the hash marks, you're on the hash, talk about one to go to the – X receiver right here, okay, is the, the nice part of this feature is this corner can carry him, can do some things with him in this general area. If he's running comebacks, he's running a slant, he's running a dig, you know, if he's got whatever route tree combination you want to come up with, you have a corner there to take that away. But if he runs, you know, take off, if he runs a post, um, you know, post corner, you have a bracket here between the corner and safety to help out almost a double coverage scenario going on there. And he's also talking about if you look at run game, if you have some sort of weak side run game here, you have an immediate downhill player who can help and run support. That's what you're looking for. He has no threat of anything going vertical because he knows he's initially responsible here and he can play run game first. So that's the benefit. Just so you guys on the visual side can understand a little bit of that stuff. We'll keep rolling. All right. So we're going to talk cover four first. That's where we're going to spend the majority of our time because the Browns ran a lot of cover four last year. I think it was one of their more popular choices, and I think there were reasons for that. 
personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they played a ton of cover four last year. I don't have the numbers at my fingertip, but if they had to be a top, I'd say five, six in the NFL, um, particularly like second half of the season, like once once those injuries started happening and guys started going down and uh, you had players out there that really had no business getting, you know, meaningful reps. Oh, pardon me, in an NFL game. Um, yeah, Wood, Woods played a ton of cover four, particularly on like second and longs. Like that was his go-to in that spot. He just uh, – Frankly, he didn't have the dogs out there to play man in uh, in most cases, so uh, they're just trying to build a uh, you know build a ten up high and keep everything in front of them. Just uh, very similar to cover three, kind of a similar philosophy. Just force the ball down to that kill zone, make tackles. Um, and looking at this playbook still here, I uh, ignore the Tampa part. That's for the uh, that's for the front. So we're not we're going to get into a Tampa two or a cover two next, but but ignore the uh, the Tampa part. So it, this is an over four here. Um, so. Um, pretty pretty standard stuff. You're going to have four deep defenders, um, the, both corners, the free safety and the strong safety, or the boundary safety, if you want to call them that. You're going to have three underneath defenders between your Sam or Star, uh, your Mike and your Will. Um, they're going to handle the underneath stuff. So um, note that um, last week when we looked at our middle of the field close coverages, um, we spent most of our time on cover three. And uh, in cover three, we had four underneath defenders. So we're losing one to cover um, that that deep quarter. So th- there's going to be some more room underneath and uh, it's going to affect, it's going to affect the, the drops as well. The zone drops a little bit, just in how the, uh, how the underneath guys are going to relate to receivers and deal with um, the route distribution and where they break and so on. Um, you know, past that it's um, th- there are a lot of similarities. If you look under the uh, corners on each side, you'll see in blue text, the word read. So um, these guys are going to um, do, it's, it's going to be very similar to what the corners were doing in um, in cover three. Um, because they don't have anyone in the slot right there, they don't need to. Um, they don't need to zone it up. So it's, essentially, it's going to turn into uh, like quasi or pseudo man, um, unless the uh, you know once, once the receiver enters that player's area. So say five, six, seven, eight yards downfield. You know whatever the coach decides. Um, they're going to play them almost with uh, man principles, and they're going to stick to them at that point. Um, notice also in the image to the right here, when we get that closed tight end or that uh, that single tight end on the left side, um, that automatically checks to our uh, to our quarter quarter half or uh, cover six right there. You'll see we have a uh, the corner corner. You'll see flat, and then you'll see under the strong safety um, the one half there. So um, certain formations will um, will automatically cause that check based on what the uh, what the offense does out of them and what what the defense wants to do. So in this case, like. Looking at this formation with the closed wide, with the uh, tailback and the fullback, this is going to be a run-heavy formation. So in order to take some of that, that run-pass conflict off the corner there, they're going to just put him in there as a uh, as a rolled-up corner so he can play uh, that D-gap outside the tight end while also having protection from play action. Um, it's, it's really tough to ask a corner to play man in that spot because he, he's in the run fit. He has that D-gap, but he also has to uh, take that Y. So what's going to happen if uh, if offensive coaches see a lot of man in that situation, yeah, right there, is they're going to play action that corner and then just, yeah, release the Y on the seam, corner, whatever, and um, just pop it to him right there. So, um you know, many times when you see this, you're going to just uh, roll the corner up and get a safety behind them and uh, gain that gap back. Okay. Let's talk about the coaching points here. Yeah, so I'm not going to go into much detail here. There's a, there's a ton of jargon um, with, with the coaching points. Um, couple quick notes. Um, you got a solid call to the Y side, so you're going to set the front towards the Y. Um, numbers two and number number two and number three, pardon me, those all deal with how they're going to um, – how the underneath defenders are going to handle um, the routes, going to handle um, 
you know, what the one does, what the two does, what the three does, um, when the three becomes the two and so on. Again, there, there's a lot of jargon in there and it's, it, you don't need to have anything like that mastered, but those are uh, just more basic roles and uh, common situations that you're going to get in the coverage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, more adjustments here. Nothing, um, nothing we really need to get into. Um, notice though, the, uh, the very first one there versus that nub side tight end. And oftentimes a nub, um, it just means a close tight end. So a single tight end to that side, no receiver um, out wider. You'll see check cloud right there. So that's going to be a quarter, quarter, half. Um, the rest of those checks involve um, line movements, the pirate and the pig there. Um, don't need to get into why. Um, just running game stuff. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Nothing that we uh, really need to get into, I think. Okay, so um, this just a basic look at responsibilities. Um, now, notice that I have um, under the corners read one to two, and then under the safeties read two to one. Um, so depending on the type of cover four that's being played, um, sometimes both the corner and the safety will read the number two receiver. Um, particularly let's when make sure we clarify team. these real quick. Number one is outside. Yeah, yeah, good call. Number number two is inside, and that goes both sides, guys. So mm -hmm. case number one to receive down here, and then two is your tight end. Okay, yeah. so always when you're talking about, hey, did they take the one, two, or three receiver and that sort of coach lingo, work outside to inside, just a heads up. Yeah, always outside in. And then um, looking at the bottom, then the tailback would be the number three. So you're, yeah. um, you don't have to necessarily be on the line of scrimmage. They can be in the backfield as well. And then when you get a two-by-two two like this, oftentimes that's what's going to determine your passing strength. We're going to look to the side with the, uh, you know, the three, three offensive players. So yeah, good aside there. Um, yeah, so our, our corners are safeties. Um, they, depending on the system, depending on what they're being asked to do, um, they might both be reading uh, number two. Um, the corners might be reading one to two. The safeties might be reading two to one. Again, it, it just depends on what they're doing. Um, we're going to have a curl flat player to each side, and then we're going to have a three receiver hook or three match player in the middle. That's uh, that's usually your, your mic. So he's going to relate to the uh, number three receiver. In this case, the number three receiver is in the backfield. So that's the side that he's going to open to. And then they're just going to follow their set of, uh, you know, pre-described or prescribed rules, pardon me, um, you know, based on how the routes release, based on their drops and so on. All right. Keep rolling. Yeah, let's keep Best rolling. Best is visual aids on these things. Yeah, so let's see. So this is um, just uh, an example of the base drop. Some notice that we have some disguise at the bottom there. Um, they're trying to show single high here. So they got everyone down. They bail out late. Again, I'm looking at your corners. Um, because these receivers both have fairly tight splits, they're going to play with outside leverage or they're going to align outside the receiver closer to the sideline. Um, they're going to zone turn with their butts to the sideline so they can see everything uh, you know, happen in front of them. Uh, safeties are probably reading, probably reading the number two here again. Um, once, once that number two receiver, um, you know, goes over, like, let's say he goes eight yards downfield or 10 yards downfield. He sort of becomes a bot. The safety is going to take him at that point. You know, he's, he's not going to let him go. Um, this is more like, I call it a zone match. So it's more like a zone match in that the, um, that, you know, the safeties, the corners, they're, they don't know who they're going to have at the snap of the ball. You know, they can probably guess based on the formation, but they don't know for sure who they're going to have until the receivers actually run the routes. But then once once they follow the rules and they lock on to someone, then they're not going to let them go. We call it buying the route. So once you buy the route, you don't let it go. And that way it, it becomes almost man principles and that you're, you're not going to drop this guy. Uh, there's nowhere to go. Um, going back to the uh, – can you go back to that play? 
Uh, back to the first, please. Yeah, so you're going to see uh, the mic in uh, the middle there. Again, our three-receiver hook player. He's going to open towards the back. Um, you're going to see that the curl flat guys outside, um, their aiming points are um, kind of top of the numbers, top of the numbers, eight to 10 yards deep. But again, they're going to, um, you know, they're going to alter their drops based on what the receivers are doing, you know, based on the routes, if they're vertical, if they're inside, if they're outside towards the sideline. Um, they're going to get more width than you would see with cover three uh, underneath defenders. Um, again, they've got more room to cover here. You see, we lose that. Um, we lost, pardon me, that fourth underneath defender. So um, they, they've got more space to get into. Yeah, it's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, keep it running there. There we go. And then they're going to mount or match part of me and run. Okay, so this. Sorry, gents. Let me check my notes. Make sure that I'm on the right play here. Okay, so. Uh, can you go ahead and run the play for me, Jake? Sure thing. Make sure I'm on the uh, correct. Okay, so uh, can we go back to the front now? Okay, yeah. so here's a, a key idea to uh, to understand when when you're watching cover four happen. So what's going to happen um, when the at the safeties read the number two receivers is they're going to look at the release. They're going to see if it's outside, if it's vertical or towards them, if it's inside. And in most systems. Once the number two does something other than going vertical, so he goes inside or in this case outside, it looks like they're running little speedos or speed outs there. The safeties are going to then turn and they're going to follow the, uh, they're going to essentially double team the number one receiver. That's why we call it a two to one read. So two is yours if he's vertical. If he is not vertical, again, running outside or inside, then you're going to get snap your eyes to the number one and you're going to help double team them. So watch if you run it from the beginning and watch what happens, as soon as they see these speed outs, they're going to snap their eyes and bend their bodies toward number one there to, uh, yeah. So to help with particularly uh, post routes, you know, it's an inside guy that maybe can pick it up high there. You can, they can double team fades if they're running some type of, you know, a, a deep and breaking route and kind of dig, they're there to help that. So this, uh, this two to one read, it's, um, it, it's really important to, um, you know, basically safeties have to master this. They have to rep it. They have to practice it. Um, the corners, on the other hand, they're generally going one to two, but they're going to follow kind of the same idea. So if number one, um, let's say he, he releases inside immediately, he runs some sort of shallow, then that corner is going to get his eyes over to the uh, number two. It's going to turn into a double team on your two between him and the safety. So they're basically when, when one of the, the routes essentially eliminates itself, you know, from being run vertically, you know, outside, inside, then um, it's going to turn into a double team, although this stuff can change by game plan. Okay, so here, uh, can we go back to that first one? I'm sorry. I'm getting myself you want mixed up here. Uh, no, you play out. My bad. Nah, my bad. My bad. I'm trying to follow this on YouTube and on StreamYard. Just confusing myself. So, um, special situation here. Um, this is our Smash roll. So, um, I don't know if you've talked about smash yet in any of your offensive, um, any of your offensive series, but a smash. No, basic basic route concepts will be next week. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet then. So smash concept, everyone runs it. Middle school, high school, college, NFL, everyone has it in the playbook. You will see this concept every single NFL game from every team you see. And yeah, it's going to be something like this. It's going to be some sort of short inside breaking route, like a hitch or a fin, like a five and in from the number one and then you're going to get some kind of corner route or um even a fade route now like a lot of college teams particularly run the slot fade instead where ins instead of getting a true uh 
corner out from the number two, you get sort of a fade that drifts towards the back pylon. But yeah, something like like what J Jake, pardon me, drew up right there. So what's going to happen when um, so we're going to have smash calls in. So this corner out from the twos, it's very dangerous to safeties. Look, look at their inside leverage there. Look at the distance they have to cover to get all the way over to that sideline to play the corner. So what's going to happen is when the cornerback sees that number one receiver hitch up like that, he's going to sink. And he's going to sink on like a cover two corner, um, like zone turn with his butt to the sideline like you see. And then he's going to continue sinking downfield to help double team that corner out there. As he makes the smash call, and it's probably just smash, smash, smash as loud as he can, what that's going to do then is tell the curl flat defender to each side that he needs to take over that hitch route. And when a smash call is made, this is one of those times where the, the curl flat defender can get out of his power position or get out of, um, you know, knees bent, you know, chin up, chest forward, you know, staying athletic. He can just turn and sprint right down the sideline towards that hitch route. He's going to, excuse me, he's going to hunt it. Um, his only rule is, he can't let that receiver get inside of him. Obviously, they're vacating that side of the field. There's no one there. But um, it's it's literally like sprint straight down the line towards that hitch and match it. Um, because, again, the, the corner rider is the dangerous route on the spot. You know, if they complete that six to five hitch, then, you know, they, they complete it. But this is another one of those pieces. It takes a uh, it just takes a ton of practice to uh, to master. And you got to have good communication. Your cornerback has to see it instantly. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So here we have... Okay, so um, special situation. Can we go back to the beginning there? So this is from the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, so... Anytime you're, uh, you know, you're talking through a coverage, you want to ask yourself um, when you see this formation, um, you know, or let me back up, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Or what's the most dangerous thing that can happen? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be, we're, we're going to get four vertical routes, or in this case, three vertical routes from the trip side here. So how are we going to handle four verts from, from the various formations we see? So, um, yeah, so this is going to be a little different than what we saw last week with our, uh, in our cover three check. So going back to cover three, we had that lean post technique where our corner handled number one's vertical, our middle of the field free safety handled number two's vertical, and then our weak hook defender handled number three's vertical route. In this case, we don't have that extra underneath defender to do it. So what we have is called, um, in this system, I believe they call it Twix, like the, um, you know, like the candy bar. Um, most systems call this poach, like poach, poach a rabbit or uh, steal is another common one. 
Um, I don't know if you've heard any others. Mm-hmm. I hear no, those uh, are the most common. Yeah, say poach is the one that that most people use. So so here's the idea. Um, if we get a vertical route from that number three receiver that Jake's already drawn up, we're going to get what's called a special route. Or most NFL teams call that a special route or a bender. So that number three is going to be coached to get him a hole in that middle of the field uh, versus middle of the field open like we have here. Um, versus middle of the field close, like cover three, he's going to be coached across that safety's face. But either way, he's going to be coming towards that weak safety. So they're going to push the coverage strong, the corner, the strong curl flat, the free safety, and the three receiver match, they're all going to push to that trip side. Um, backside, the corner's going to man up on that single receiver. I think that's Kelsey there on the X. He's, it's true man coverage. It's like cover zero. Like it doesn't matter where that route releases. He's not passing it off. He's falling wherever it goes. And then the will's going to match the tailback on whatever he runs. The weak safety, he's going to key the number three receiver's release. Uh, down one more. Yeah, here we go. So he's going to be keying that number three receiver's release. If that receiver releases vertical, if he runs that special or that bender route, he's going to have to come towards the safety. And then once he crosses a certain barrier, again, it just you know probably depends on the team, like how deep is it, or do they tie it in with their steps? You know, it's going to be different system to system. But when he he hits a certain point, um, that route becomes the number three, uh, or pardon me, the boundary safety's responsibility. He's going to take it. Yeah, I can go ahead and let it run here. You're going to see at the snap, he's going to turn towards it. Yeah, you can see him turning. And then, yeah, once he hits a certain point, it's like it's man coverage. Now, this is your 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 zone match principle. Like once it hits a certain point, you just play it like man coverage at this point. It doesn't matter where he runs from there. You bought that route, it's yours. And um, this is probably – this is one of the most common ways that teams like to bang or to like to hit teams that want to push – play zone coverage and then push it strong towards trips. So it's a three-receiver uh, three surface. And another example right here. Okay, same idea. So you look at your weak safety. He was hiding himself. You can see him turning towards the route. Again, once it breaks a certain point, let's say eight yards, it becomes the weak safety's route. He's got to match it. He's got to take it where it goes. Yeah, in this case, they're going to sit it down in front of him. That's another thing you'll see teams do. Um, they'll run They'll run that bender, that special route from you, make you carry it vertically. And then on the next, like, third and eight, they'll set it down at, like, 10 yards just as you're getting ready to turn and run with it, get your hips turned around. Kind of same idea. Again, looking at uh, bottom of the screen, you can see the corners matching number one vertical. Uh, let's see. We got our curl flat defender. He's squeezing it. Again, our two is just turning towards the middle of the field once – Pardon me, our free safety turns towards the middle of the field when two goes in. It's a pretty good route match all the way around. Really, the, the important point here is this uh, this poach safety, what the weak safety is going to do with that special route. And don't throw that football across your body. Yeah, right? Hope that guy gets the roll long-term. All right, and look at a little bit of the Browns now, guys. Cover mm-hmm. Yeah, back to the Browns. Uh, let's see here. I'm sorry, I can take that back to the front for me and run it again. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. All right, so I believe this was a um, yeah, this was like a, a third and long play. They were disguising pressure with uh, Goodson mugging that a gap right there. So he's gonna be your um, he's gonna be your three receiver match again. He's opening towards the back there. Um, from the beginning, you can see uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to see that uh, that four deep umbrella they build. Again, notice that the um, 
our curl flat defenders. Um, you know, they're, they're using some of these same cover three, cover three, pardon me, principles and that they're, um, you know, they're reading a run pass key. They're getting their eyes to the number two. They're looking at the release. You know, is he inside? Is he outside? Is he vertical? Um, you know, they're, they're sort of altering their drop based on where the receiver's running. And also they're sliding with the quarterback. So they're going to melt with his front shoulder. As his front shoulder points, they're going to just kind of stay athletic, slide and follow him. Then when his front hand comes off the ball, that's when they're going to make that break. So there are a lot of a lot of similarities there. Again, you can see the ball's out, so they're all breaking at that point. It's go and, and sort of same idea is covered through as well with the kill zone. So we want to force the ball out. Um, we have this five yard no cover zone, so we're not actually you know physically touching routes within five yards of the line of scrimmage. You know we can get our width as we need to to stay with them, um, but we're not you know we're not we're not running up to a receiver and it's just hanging around at the line of scrimmage. You know until he crosses that five yard no cover zone. And then we're forcing it out, and we're making a uh, you know a leverage tackle, a player on each hit. Smash to the bottom of the screen here from a from a tight set from a bunch. I mean, it's a form of smash, a little deeper ten yard curl, but you're getting that over under mm-hmm. concept. Yeah, well, giving you the, that's uh, an OVS right there. So they're giving you that outside vertical flutter, that sail. Same idea. We got a flat route, we got a ten and in, and then we got a corner route hitting behind it, just trying to get a good little stretch there. Imagine you got a smash call. I mean, I know he's eyeing yeah. back mm-hmm. to his side anyway, or you know, number three in this in this trip trips yeah. look, but he's hauling ass. You look at I think it's BJ Goodson there. He's hauling ass underneath as quick as he can. Mm-hmm. And, and quarterback's reading him too. If it's if it's cover four, you know, his eyes. I mean, Lamar throws it, but if he wants to pull him and try to find this curl window, he can do that. I mean, curl mm-hmm. flat stuff, and is you're always keying that invert backer there, so. I mean, you'll take mm-hmm. that throw all day. It's an easy NFL coverage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. They want to they want to dump that off right now. That's the point of the defense is you want them yeah. making those throws, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, that's force it down into the kill zone, make a tackle. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what they're trying to do. And I think this was like a third and nine. I want to say it was third and nine, third and ten, uh, something yeah, like so that. Don't always be fooled. Like cover four guys, you, you you think like corners have to be seven yards off. They can they can disguise the shit out of this stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Down here at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's this cover is two. He's not. He's not running with his ass down here. <laughs> he's passing yeah, them off. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see one of those later. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our uh, our poach or our tricks check again. We got three vertical. We got beat here. Can't let him get by like that. But um, well, sorry, it was yeah, definitely definitely. Sandejo. Sandejo gets. Hopping inside, cheating to the dig or something there. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if his eyes. I I don't know if he thought that maybe he had a look. Maybe there was a tendency where they sit that route down, like just past the sticks. But yeah, he got caught flat footed there. And as a DB, you uh, you can't you can't ever stop your feet. This is what happens. I'll also draw note to the uh, my favorite DB thing is where a guy's running naked past you. He's wide open. He quarterback misses it, and you throw your hand up like you you throw your. Right. One of my favorites. Uh, let's see. This is another um, – yeah, so this is going to be another three-by-one check. Again, in this case, our number three is a little sniffer on the left side of the formation. Again, you can see we're turning towards them, matching them. Um, down to the bottom, you can see our corners matching one's vert. Our free safety is matching two's vert. Uh, we should be um, – will be man at the top of the screen. And again, a lot of times, it's re- sometimes it's really tough to see the difference between um, cover three and cover four, particularly with the way that um, this this system plays it. 
but I, I think I talked about this last week, but generally the, um, your, your foolproof key is look, look and see what's happened on the backside um, over that single receiver. So if the cornerback uh, zone turns, so turns with his butt to the sideline and drops, it's going to be cover three um, if he's playing them and uh, pure man, you know, pure man, pure man, pardon me, principles, um, you know, particularly pressed up like that, then it's going to be cover four. Yeah, it's an auto check. I mean, if you, you're you're the backside here, what's the next threat? The next threat is the back out, and the back's going to get taken by curl flat. I mean, you know, yeah, it's just, the, it turns into it turns into man coverage for that will backer. Yeah. Well. It doesn't matter where the tailback goes, like up the middle of that side, well, he's going to have to uh, to match it unless he comes back strong or what we call load flow, four to yeah. one side of the ball. Here's another look at it down, and then we're in a little more neutral part of the field here, down corner to the boundary. Yeah, you know, uh, going back to that play, there was a little piece of uh, communication I liked in there too. Let's see if we can run it here. See if I can find it again where someone passed the. Oh yeah, there we go. So Goodson, you can see as three receiver hook. So yeah, from the try to highlight him side, for everybody. we get that over from the number two right there, and you can see him. Uh, Could have gotten something a little more clear. You're going to see him communicate that route coming over and across. Um, is it? You see him points. pointing towards the safety. Yep. Yeah. Yep, sending them off to him. And yeah, again, Sendejo is hyper aggressive when he comes down, man. He really yeah. actually that might be might be red wine, actually. Yeah, it is red wine. But this is a long coverage situation. I mean, you're I would imagine yeah. if you're looking at the sticks, it's ten yards to go. I'm not sure if it's first, second, or third down, but you know, you're calling cover four in this situation, so you can put them in you dropping this ball off, like you said, through the kill zone is perfect. Get your six mm -hmm. yards on. 10. Yep. This is exactly how it should look. And you got your uh, your profile tackle with a, uh, yep. a defender on each hip, inside hip, outside hip. Okay, so this is going now to um, Tampa 2, I believe. Or no, no, we no, got, no, we got, I think this is our last call. one. Apologies. Apologies. We had one more. Yeah, so this is another example of a smash call. So you see top of the screen right there. Yep. We get sort of a. Instead of a hit, it's just a speed out. Yeah, a burst corner and a speed out here, but it's it's creating that high low outside right there. And again, you can see how quickly your curl flat defender just streaks straight down the line. You notice that the corner does not immediately jump that outside breaking route. He hangs until the ball comes out of the cornerback hand. So he's gonna take yeah, he took a couple steps, continue sinking with number two. So if the ball does go to the corner, you got the safety taking it from up high. You got the corner sort of outside and down low. So the way uh, the quarterbacks really got to drop the ball in there. You want to squeeze that yeah, space. I mean, he, quarterback's eyes are on the corner, and you, you, mm -hmm. there's no way. I mean, there's just too much distance. These guys, you can get away with this at younger levels. If you can get a corner to bite up, he's not mm -hmm. going to turn and transition. You start yep. getting into college, and especially, good God, the NFL, these good corners can play it all. They can play everything over here because, you know, they talk about these drills they do about putting their foot in the ground, driving, you know. Mm -hmm. Clicking, mm -hmm. closing, or or being able to transition from driving up to put your foot in the ground to flip your hips and get into a to to, to turn and run. I mean, they can they can play this. Yeah. Stuff. So as a quarterback, you got to take, especially I believe it's second down here, second mm -hmm. and long. You got to just take your five six yards here. Yep, get some positive yards and set up a, at least a third and medium. Yep. Okay, let's talk uh, Tampa two. And the big part of this is the Mike linebacker who's who's drawn up here and special. Yep. Is that it, it, Tampa two dates back to? To go ahead, I'll let you explain. Yeah, well, uh, it really became popularized with uh, those Tony Dungy uh, Buccaneers teams. Um, you know, with, uh, with all that, those great players on defense, yeah, you know, John Lynch and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp and all those guys. But um, yeah, so your your Tampa two is going to be a two deep 
five under zone. Um, and please note that um, sometimes people will say cover two, um, but when you hear cover two, ask what kind. So you can get two man, so two deep, man under, and then your Tampa two, which is your your, your two deep, pardon me, five under. So um, no, never assume with that. That's the moral of the story. Um, yeah. Basic idea, you've got these two half-field defenders, two safeties. Um, they're going to be responsible for vertical routes to their side of the field. So if we do have uh, one and two, um, going vertical, um, he's gonna have the safety is gonna have to midpoint or get midway between the two and be in position to play both. Um, you've got your five underneath defenders, but it turns into almost a quasi cover three because with your two half field safeties, particularly when when number one runs vertically, they got to get really wide. It creates a huge, yeah, huge hole in the middle of the field right there. So you have what's called a pole runner. So that's going to be your mic. So your mic's going to turn towards the. Do straight. this with Schobert all the time. Yeah, that's why. That's one reason. Right so Greg, well, Triple G always loved um, Tampa too. He still loves it and uh, still loved it last season with the uh, Jets. But yeah, Schobert was a phenomenal um, pass coverage dropper and could cover a ton of ground. So you would see a ton of that with him. And uh, yeah, the mic's going to lay open towards the uh, towards the number three, towards the passing strength, and he's just going to sprint downfield. And as long as number three is vertical, he's vertical. Sometimes it takes him 30, 35, even 40 yards down the field. doesn't matter. As long as that player is vertical, he's gonna he's sinking with them, yep. and, and really, it's not it's not necessarily expected that he's gonna stay on top of this player, but he needs to he needs to be close enough where he forces the quarterback to put some air under the ball to give those half field mm-hmm. safeties a chance to uh, you know to recover and make a play on it as well. Um, your corners, um, come flat corners or rolled up corners. In fact, if you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see the uh, the corner passing off that immediate in route. You can see him pointing; he's making an in call of some sort. You got two. Uh, you got two hook defenders there, sort of ten to twelve yards over the number two. Anything that comes in that part of the field. Um, again, because we have two half field defenders, they are not carrying vertical routes. They're gonna they're gonna keep them out of the middle of the field or reroute them, force them to run the hump. Um, but they're gonna level off at maybe 10, 12 yards. Um, you know, and just get their eyes underneath and look for you know routes coming through as we see here. And again, just force it down low into a kill zone. You know, make a profile tackle. I believe is it pressure or tip? I think that was I think it was tipped, but I can't recall. Let me see it one more time. Yeah, I think I think Sheldon got a finger on that. He throws mm-hmm. his hand up afterward. Sheldon will let yeah. you know when he did something good. Uh, yeah. This is a late disguise here. I like I like this one a good amount. Yeah, so and you gotta have a mic that can go if you're gonna do this. Jacob Phillips so, yeah. is a good fit for that. He can he can yeah. run. He had a great game of Mike, week seventeen. Yeah, this week seventeen, yep. Yeah, look great, but yeah, he's up there mugged in an a gap, so they're they're forcing, they're showing a pressure look. They also might be forcing some sort of check from the offensive line to create a one on one matchup. Maybe, uh, maybe they're trying to uh, slide the pressure towards the side that Jacob Phillips was standing on there, create one on ones to the opposite side. I would guess Miles is there, and yeah, he's yeah. just going to uh, he's going to open it up and go. Um, so this is one of those situations where um, we, we see that receiver that the receiver numbers can change after the snap, so. You know, your your one, your two, and your three um, pre-snap don't always end up being your your final sort of your your final one, your final two, and your final three. In this case, the number three is running to the flat um, because he is running to the flat about the forty-yard line. There, that means that the uh, the original number two is now the number three. So they're changing numbers here, and because the new number three is vertical, uh, our mic is vertical again. He's running the pole as wide as he can. Um, you'll note. Back out, run through. 
and that's a pretty good job. Pretty good job. Um, you'll notice um, back at the start of the play, um, our corners, um, they're going to work to reroute. Um, they don't want to give a free uh, free outside release to the uh, to the wide receivers. Um, if, if essentially the the safeties are going to base their uh, their drop width on on the the number one receiver's release and how quickly he gets outside. So you don't want him to get outside too quickly because that forces the safety to get a couple extra yards wider to each side of the field, and then that middle hole just gets that much bigger. And if they need to turn their hips and break back towards the middle. You know, like they might have needed to here for that uh, vertical from three, then there, uh, you know, it's just a couple more yards to cover. It's a couple more footsteps, and, and that can be the difference right there. So your corners are going to really work to reroute. They're not going to give up that free outside release. Um, you know, they're going to they're work to make the receiver work to get around them. Then they're going to zone turn, and they're going to just sink. And as long as nothing threatens, threatens pardon me, the flat, they're going to continue to just sink, sink, sink until the ball comes out. Again, reading the quarterback's front shoulder. So I believe that this is going to be an example of, yeah, so this is a quarter-quarter half snap right here. So this is a three-by-one situation um, for whatever reason. Um, obviously, this would be by game plan. Um, they decided that rather than manning that backside receiver there, they want to play cover two to that side, cover four to the uh, to the passing strength. So our, our strong side corner, our free safety, um, our strong curl flat, and our Mike, our three receiver hook, you know, they're going to follow their their regular rules, their cover four rules. And then to the weak side, we've got our uh, our rolled up corner, you know, playing the flat. Um, we have a half field safety and we have our hook defender or a weak hook defender. So we got some extra help there. Again, I don't know if I can't imagine who the Panthers would have had, let's see, three years ago now, three seasons ago to cause a, a half field check to their side. I don't know. I guess it could be something about what they do out of this. They could have been worried about weak side run game, maybe. Although I have to see the backs yeah. a lot here to. Oh no, they're not worried about. I doubt they're worried about weak side run game here with the. Uh, maybe just a tendency thing. Yeah, you know what? Or maybe because since McCaffrey's there, maybe maybe in this formation he runs a lot of weak side routes. Yeah. So they want to keep the corner just rolled up in that flat. So if if he swings it out quick, you know they got someone there. Yeah, that plays dead on arrival. It's pretty mm-hmm. pretty well covered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is a good route match. Definitely, definitely. All right. That's all we have. That's the general cover two, cover four. Spent a lot of time on cover four because it's pretty popular for the Browns. Maybe we'll see whether that data changes this year or not. But, um, yeah, I I think that with the data that got interesting is how well the Rams were able to use four, six stuff and whether – teams will continue to try to emulate that or whether Staley takes that with him to, uh, well, the other LA, um, mm-hmm. San Diego still, but no, I think uh, you will. If it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. So I got it. Yeah, I think you will. So we'll keep an eye on this stuff and we'll touch on it throughout the year in our weekly film sessions where we look at the Browns defense and we talk about what coverages they're using and, uh, we'll see changes change because they've got different athletes all over the football field defensively this year. We'll see what personnel they switch to and all of it. Uh, I, I think we're still going to see a decent amount. I think Woods Woods liked it in uh, San Francisco. In fact, he pushed he pushed to play more in San Francisco. His uh, his season there was solid. So it's I think always- they got the personnel to handle this much better now, much much mm-hmm. much better. So all right, this was fun, John. I appreciate you, man. I I will uh, make sure to remind everybody that we will answer any questions you have, whether in uh, it looks like we might have a question here. Um, yeah, what do we got? 
what position on the field and some new and some of these plays will the new Browns defensive players be playing? Uh, you know, John Johnson will be much better at handling the role that Anderson Deho was trying to fill. And then Grant Delpit will be on the field trying to fill those two. Uh, I would imagine Jacob Phillips is your is your high runner there in Tampa too. Uh, I would see think you see a lot of him in that this year. Uh, yeah. So yeah. if you're yeah, so our, whoever our starting corners are, uh, Denzel Ward will be one. Um, we'll see about the other uh, dependent. Yeah, you're gonna see John Johnson probably. Uh, I imagine will be a free safety. I think he'll be a free safety. I think he fits best as a uh, free safety. And, and what I know about this defense, um, you know, Ronnie Harrison playing that weak safety or that the strong safety, however you want to look at it or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. You know, and that flexibility too. They can yeah, roll yeah, right on. Yeah, that's the yeah. Yeah. Could be could be Flip. Could see Delpit out there in one of those spots. You know, underneath, God knows at this point. Could be Troy Hill playing a curl flag. Could be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, could be. Could, I mean, like, I, 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 yeah, I like if they take a backer off, which they have yeah. flexibility to, to keep really good players on the football field, whether they're in 425 stuff or whether they're in dime, mm-hmm. um, big, big dime or, or traditional nickel or whatever. They have, they have a bunch of different flexibility there. And they have JOK, who can be a really nice curl flat guy for them like just play in with instincts in space and he can play he can play man match stuff too if they want to go to man mix it up he can he mm-hmm. can cover man. Absolutely. so Absolutely. fun group fun group um i gotta run man my son is about on the, on the cusp of waking up and mother is not home so uh john appreciate you man thanks for all the work you do going into this your job will be easier next week i'll do all the work to get the the route concepts cut up and all that fun stuff thanks brother i appreciate it man all right absolutely thanks again for having me jay Yep, yep, yep. Guys, thanks for joining today. Thanks for checking it out. If you did not get a chance to watch this on YouTube, go watch it. You're just listening to the audio form. I think it helps so much to see the visual, so try to please do that. Uh, Check out all the stuff we have over at the OBR YouTube channel and on the OBR main site. I appreciate you guys joining us. Have a great night, and go Browns.